1: She came up to me at TomTom probably like three months ago and we were really busy and she like waved me down. I was like that's weird because like if we're really busy she'll you know won't like stop and talk. Right. And they came to me and she was like darling that pussy are you kidding me? And I was and so she had just (laughs) seen it and I was like Lisa I'm sorry like that's not what it meant blah blah blah. She's like oh my god.
0: This is Not Skinny But Not Fat, and I'm your host, Amanda, bringing you the latest in all celebrity gossip, reality TV recaps, and anything happening in Hollywood right now that I just can't keep my mouth shut about. This is Not Skinny But Not Fat. If you're enjoying the Not Skinny But Not Fat podcast, which I really hope you are, and I'm assuming that's why you're here, then please go to Apple Podcasts and rate and review us. That is the most helpful and supportive and loving thing you can do for the podcast. So like I said, go to Apple Podcasts, rate it five stars, write a little titty bitty, and let me know that you did and I will give you a big virtual hug. Okay guys, I have the new star of my Bravo OGBB, Vanderpump Rules, Dana. Hi guys.
1: I always feel like such I feel like such a poser whenever I say guys because you know that's it's like <laughs> swipe up you guys. Hey I guys, and I'm like not that. It's hard to be a person who
0: kind of makes fun of things cuz then you can't do the things that you make fun of and then you do the things and you feel stupid so you have to make fun of the thing that you did.
1: Right, right. <laughs> Exactly. Just calling a spade a spade here. But like, I want to be like, hey, guys, but it just feels so weird. Yeah,
0: I've done made fun of swipe ups so many times, but then have done swipe ups. And it's just like, you have to own it. You know, you have to just feel like your swipe up is a little different from like, hey, guys, swipe up and just hope that people get it and aren't mad at you. (laughs) I mean, listen, we're all sometimes a little bit can be a little hypocritical. Like you can make fun of high guys and then say, hey guys. So we're good. So Dana's here today. Kathan, how do you pronounce your last name? Kathan, like Nathan with a K. Kathan with a Kathan. Oh, like Nathan with a K. Okay, I get it. Um, yeah, K-thin. And you've been killing it on this season of Vanderpump Rules. Like it's kind of the Dana show, I have to say.
1: Oh, I would definitely not go that far, but it's been... An interesting experience because when you're new and you start filming, you definitely don't know if you'll even make it on the show. It's, it's just the whole thing is a gamble. And it's just been a trip every week watching it and being like, that's it me. It me there. <laughs> can you tell
0: us like as much as you can of how you joined the show? Like you were working
1: at Sir? No. So I used to have a really serious corporate job which I had for the last six years of my life and was had just moved to LA and I I didn't move here for entertainment or to do anything other than my corporate job. Like I plan on retiring in that and sometimes life has other plans and I had moved here because my territory expanded up to LA and at the time I was living in San Diego and I was really unhappy. So I was like, well, my territory's up there. Why don't I just move and give it a shot before I like give up on California and go back to Seattle? So two weeks after I moved here, I ended up going out with some girls I knew from college. And that's the night that I ended up meeting the guys. And I was actually on an episode in season seven. Oh my seven. God, the Mondrian. The, the Mondrian. I was one of the hoes in the hotel. So <laughs> I, it was, I had like the all black outfit on and the like Tom and I did a walk off and I was wearing his hat. But um, so we met we met them and like liked all liked all of them had a really fun night it was super innocent and it's so funny now watching that back everyone's like you hooked up
0: with Peter you did this you did that no so I love that like I remember when you came on the first um episode like I I watch all of Vanderpump but I didn't like exactly remember and then they showed that and then that whole thing where Peter's like hey Dana so uh this should you know I don't want this to be awkward because we hooked up and you're like um no we didn't and then you had that really great line which was like I think I'd remember if I hooked up with a pirate and I was like okay I like her like that's funny (laughs) and also poor Peter a little bit
1: no the thing is I I work with Peter I, I love Peter he's definitely a friend of mine now but at the time like it was that was the first day I met everyone and I was already feeling weird and I was like why is he pulling me aside right now and then to say that something happened when it didn't like I know how it looks. I really don't care at this point. I've said several times, like we had microphones on audio. Bravo can pull the audio, you know, like I know what happened in that bathroom and so does he, and it's not what he said. So Did it feel like, is this reality TV? Like, do people make shit up?
0: Like what's happening?
1: Well, that's what was really jarring for me. I was like, what is going, why? Like, that's not my personality to ever say something happened when it didn't. Like, I don't lie. I'm very open and straightforward. And I was just really caught off guard by the whole thing. So I don't know if he was just really drunk and that's what he remembers, but we (laughs) definitely, we didn't even kiss. Like literally nothing happened. But on the flip side, I do know how it looks that way. But the whole thing is that what people didn't know, because no one knew who I was or gave a fuck about me when I was on that episode. I had a boyfriend at the time who I was obsessed with, who I very much saw a future with. So like me particularly, I wasn't trying to hook up with anyone there. Like I was, I knew my boyfriend was going to see whatever happened and was, you know, Thinking about that the whole time. So we meet them that night. That happens. I never think anything's going to come of it again. I go back to work, my normal life. Like two months later, that boyfriend broke up with me. And I was devastated and was just like trying to figure out what I was going to do in a new city. Like I have a tendency to be self destructive. And I was like, okay, here's a chance. Like, didn't work out. You really liked him. What's something you can do that's positive and you can put your energy toward, you know, this? Situation you're going through. And I had been wanting to do stand up comedy for a really long time. And he, I would tell him about it a lot. And he kind of, I feel like he always had like a mocking tone, like, yeah, you should do that. And so I decided to write my first open mic set. And the week after he broke up with me, I ended up doing my first open mic and fell in love with it. And so I started doing stand up comedy just as a hobby. Like I never thought that was going to be anything for me either. But then I was like, you know, this could really be a thing. And I do live in LA and why don't I take a chance and change my life? But I've always known the corporate world. So what would I do for money if I wasn't in a corporate job and I had remembered the Toms and that they were talking about Tom Tom. And so I ended up working there and then one thing led to another and I found myself on the show.
0: Oh my geez. That's it. Wait. So you left the corporate job when you decided to kind of pursue standup because you couldn't do both?
1: So I, so I did do both, but I was basically working at the restaurant and seeing if I could put up with doing an industry job that would like, like like leaving the corporate world, basically. So I did both for a few months and then ended up leaving the corporate job.
0: So you didn't know or had any like kind of feeling or like that working at TomTom would lead to you being on the show?
1: No, they had definitely reached out to me also. And like we, I just had talked to them and it was just kind of like, it could happen, but it also could not. There was no guarantees. It was like, well, if you are changing your life and you are doing entertainment, why don't you work at a restaurant where that would be a possibility? Mm. Like I would definitely be lying if I said it wasn't, but it in no way did I think it was going to end up being what it has been.
0: Wow. That's a story. And also you're 29, 28? I'm 29. I'm 29. First of all, love yep. that. That's the thing about Vanderpump Rules that I love is like a lot of reality TV shows, everyone's like 22 and right it's annoying and then Vanderpump I mean the OGs are even older they're like in the mid-30s and I mean Jax is already 40 but I like that like you know you're you're an adult you're a woman you're out in the world you worked a real job it's not like your first job ever was waitressing and um that makes it I feel like more relatable and um that's why it works
1: well, I'm honestly, I'm calling this my gap year. Like I, I still don't know what I'm going to do. And it, there has been some discomfort that came along with leaving the corporate world, right? I was making a good amount of money. Everything was stable. And in my 20s, my personal life was horrifying. Like that part was really hard for me and like family stuff. But then the only stabilizing thing in my life was my job. So I've been like kind of playing with it and seeing what happened with the show. And I'm still not 100% sure what I'm going to do. But I like we said I was 28 when we started filming I turned 29 during the season and I was like if if not now when so I might as well just jump off and I do feel like older to be starting to be in entertainment and in the public eye but I just think when opportunities come to you you have to jump on them and of course you're not worrying and you know 20 years what would have happened had I taken that chance instead of being in corporate meetings all this time and doing all this shit.
0: it's crazy that you're saying that your whole life, you haven't been a person that was drawn to entertainment or performing that it's sort of one thing led to another, like was comedy in the back of your mind, but you were like, "Ugh, I'll never really do it.
1: So yes. And it's kind of an interesting story. I'm glad you brought that up because so my dad is a musician and he's not in my life anymore, but we grew up really low middle-class. Like my parents had a um, carpet, small carpet cleaning company that my dad actually still Runs and then he also drummed on the side, and he did see some success. For anyone listening, I don't know your age range of viewers, but there's a band called Bad Company, and my dad was the drummer for the lead singer of that band for like twelve years of my childhood. Oh wow! So he was gone a lot, and he was touring, and I just saw what it was like to not have parents coming from an educated background who had stable jobs where it was like nine to five and everything was you know white picket fence. I had a Really non traditional childhood. So, my mom really pressured my sister and I because we were first generation college students to go to school and get a normal job and be financially independent. And I held on to that so tightly in my twenties mm. when everything else happened. And then she also always told me, I, my mom was one who said she thought I was to be a stand comedian. Also, like she she put that in my head and she saw me being something other than that, but like more so have a corporate job and have something to fall back on. Mm. And it the thought of taking that leap and doing something in entertainment and reliving certain traumas of my childhood has always been really scary to me. And it is, it continues to be scary to me. Like I have not had an easy last six months. It's been really tough, but I also see the light at the end of the tunnel and feel like there might be something really big in store for me. So I'm really trying to lean in right now, but it's definitely comes from, I don't want to live my childhood over again like I did that once I'm done with it. What what does that mean? What do you mean live your ch- childhood over again? Meaning just like having a really being really financially unstable mm-hmm. and not having a secure job and a steady job and knowing exactly what you're going to make and when you're going to make it mm. and having health insurance and all those things. Like that's what I grew up like, so.
0: Where did did you go to college in
1: Seattle? Um in Washington on the east side of the state. I went to Washington State University.
0: That's I mean First of all, um, my dad is not in my life either. So I can, you know, relate on, on that level. And, you know, when you talk about your mom's passing on the show, it's so emotional. And I, you know, you describe your relationship with your mom as being just like your best friend and everything to you. So I can even start, you know, crying right now about it. And you talk about it and I'm sure it gives strength to people who have lost loved ones. And, and I mean, now knowing that what you said about your father, so you're kind of, you're like braving the world all by yourself. And that's, that's amazing. Good for you.
1: Absolutely. Well, thank you. I mean, it wasn't easy at the time and and it's not like I was totally, totally alone. I have my sister and we're very close Mm. and I'm, it was so cool to see her be on the show. And that was really exciting for us. But I mean, her and I, what? on the show when was she on the show she was on my birthday episode it was really quick so it was like two episodes ago but she walked in she, she was in town she came into town oh. for my birthday and so that was my sister who like I came into the bar with and Lisa met her and yeah it was really cute her big television debut but we had each other so we yeah. don't have a big we don't have a big extended family though so it really was just like the two of us but she's my rock and I really kind of have gotten through that time without her
0: and also moving to California. I mean, you said you moved for a job, but you moved by yourself or like with roommates or something.
1: No, completely alone. And I was, cause I was so unhappy in Seattle and had been for such a long time and it just like, nothing was changing. And I didn't have family there tying me down anymore beside my sister and my two best friends who I consider my chosen family. Mm-hmm. But like, My sister's always going to be my sister. My friends will always be my friends. And Mm -hmm. I just had an opportunity to move with my first healthcare sales job to San Diego. And I was like, I'd been there a lot because our company was based there. And I was like, well, that sounds fun and different. And, you know, why not just try? Maybe I could be happier somewhere else. Like, I feel really lonely in the city I was born and raised in. So I'd rather feel lonely. Somewhere where I don't know anyone.
0: That's that's a big thing to do by yourself. But is was it? Did you like San Diego? It's like on the beach. Was it like a better vibe? Hated San Diego. Personally. <laughs> no, really.
1: <laughs> so, and that's just me. And like everyone, I, it's a beautiful place, and I feel like it's fun to visit on the weekends. But it just wasn't my vibe. Like I, I was there for a year and a half. I met maybe a handful of people. I never connected to it. The pace was a lot slower, and yeah, the weather's beautiful and there's beaches, but it just ended up not being for me. Whereas L.A., when I moved here, within a week, I was like, oh, my God, I'm home. I'm never oh going God. back to Seattle. Like, this is where I belong. That's so cool. Totally. So That's... I feel really grateful that I didn't give up and just go home and came to L.A.
0: So the OGs, I, f- I think, and I, and I believe, like, all of them, uh, you know, were waitressing at, uh, or bartending at CERN and they wanted to be either actors or musicians or models. And and so you coming from the corporate corporate world is like very different than where I think most of the cast like comes from
1: a hundred percent. Like it's, but again, it was just kind of like a, if not now, when, and why not just take this chance? Because to be honest, even right now I could go back to the corporate world anytime. Like I could, I have good contacts. I have a solid resume. And I think that. Dana, I don't think you're going to need to,
0: I really don't think you're going to need to. I mean, the thing is I, it, it so depends on, you know, where you take it. And there are a lot of ways to, and, um, you know, you'll, you'll have a platform and you have a platform already and you'll continue to grow. And it's, you know, what you do with that platform, which that's what I think is really cool about the opportunities, because of course, a lot of, I mean, reality stars can get famous off just being on television, but then it's like, okay, but what are you going to do with that? Are you just going to...
1: Well, to me, it's, it's just, it's not sustainable for in a lot of times. And I feel like people don't look at that where, as I'm always planning 10 years ahead, because I've always had to. So like, to me, I still do have one foot back in the corporate world of knowing that I could, you know, make that jump at any time and go back to a very, you know, boring, albeit and less exciting life, but stable you know, long-term plan. But I, that's not my hope. Like I I definitely hope it doesn't work out that way. I hope I do something else, but.
0: Yeah. But also the, the OGs, if you look at them, they didn't have to, you know, start working corporate jobs. They have, you know, million dollar homes now and are good to go. So that's, I mean, there were people before you that were in the same place that were able to make it sustainable and hopefully will. I don't know.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's just, but you know, they they started out eight years ago and they've right. had eight years of a show, and obviously, it ha- right. it has been a wonky wonky season. Like, I'd love to know what your opinion is on that because just as like having a pulse on the viewers, because um, a lot of what I see online isn't super positive, and people mm. are like, "What the fuck is going on?" But then I do see some good stuff, so I don't really know.
0: The thing is, I watched all of Vanderpump Rules. Like, I wasn't even watching it for the whole eight years like I one of my followers one day was like do you watch Vanderpump Rules I was like no should I and then I started so imagine have you watched it by the way no
1: I have not watched all of it like no, I, I I I religiously watched the first few seasons and then when I moved to California I like I didn't have cable and I kind of just stopped watching all my shows but that was that was one of them back in the day but yeah I still haven't seen like large chunks of things that are iconic and big oh parts God. of the
0: show. So I start from the beginning and imagine it was like 2019 when I started. and I'm watching like for the first time ever, never have seen... You started like, last year. I started literally last year. And... um Oh my God. And it took me kind of a while because I'm not very good at like binging a thousand episodes a day. Um, And also yeah. every season has like 25 episodes. It's not like a 20 minute show. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you know, watching Stassi and Jax and Kristen and Tom and I mean there were there was crazy shit going on in the first seasons. It was, I mean, the most iconic is obviously Kristen and Jax, you know, doing it in the living room while like Tom is sleeping in the other room and Stassi and uh, Chris and our best friends. I mean, there was drama that like was so crazy that I was like, this is the best show on reality television. Like what other show? Because I love the Kardashians and shit like that, but it's like they'll eat their salads and like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like what are they doing? And here it's like, oh my god! And then Brittany and Kristen like make out, and then Lala comes. It was just like one thing after another, and there was constant crazy shit. Like Tom Schwartz disappears for an entire night. Like where? It's just it was so crazy that I was like, oh my god, how did I miss out on this for so many years? And I, I became really obsessed. So eight, like this season is the first season I'm watching live, like. That, that I was like, okay, like I'm I'm like everyone now and I'm watching live. So obviously like when I heard that they're going to be new people, I was like, ah, uh, new people. And actually the first episode I was like, okay, like I was D, I was like, even I didn't know anything about Max or, or Brett, which it's, do you think
1: it's funny that everyone like confuses them? Yeah, but everyone confuses me and Danica and I'm like, we couldn't be more different. Like I get that we both have a derivative of blonde hair and blue eyes and have D names, but like people- <laughs> mix us up constantly DM me and like say things that she's done. They're commenting no. on him. like, are you okay? Do you know who I like? You're not talking to the right person. Like Max and Brett to me, and maybe it's because I know them are so different. It's like unbelievable that people are like, they're the same. I'm like, uh, no, they, they aren't. I
0: think their personalities haven't really been able to to shine through and i'm putting aside like the fact they made comments like racist things when they were younger like on the show i feel like you can't really tell like who they are as people um i do feel kind of bad for danica i'll I'll tell you the truth because i feel like she's not getting a good i don't know if to call it edit but i don't think she's getting like a good edit on the show or a good uh uh, reputation i've seen the things like she kind of like went out said something back to Stasi on Twitter. Have you seen that? Yeah. And I mean, I don't know. Were you, when you came on, were you like, cause I know you are like an honest person and you aren't like scared to say what you think, but I am too. But like, I feel like if I was coming in, like I I would be scared shitless of like Lala, like, you know what I mean? Like I feel like there's some scary, strong, you know, women there. Were you, did you feel intimidated? Like, coming in and being like hey
1: oh of course like I more so that you know the day that I met all of them was the housewarming party and you know it was like that was intimidating which you have to keep in mind they have all this history and they've all been friends for a long time and they have you know built the show and so it was like I know my place from that regard but the thing about me is I am really outgoing and I have a really strong personality and I can hold my own with anyone. Like, I don't really let anyone intimidate me because that's just, that's just not how I am. Like, I just feel like I've, I've, I've always keep in mind, like I've been through worse when someone tries to like bring some shit to me. Like you can't possibly put me through anything worse than what I've already gone through. So I don't really Mm. care what your, you know, stance is. So I, it was more so about like, yeah, I can hold my own, but I do want to be respectful of you know, getting to know these people and giving them a chance to get to know me and understanding that this is their shtick. So it was definitely intimidating.
0: Did you have any preconceived notions? I know you didn't watch everything, but you, you obviously were familiar. Did you have any like preconceived notions about some of the cast or all the cast? Yeah, I would say in general, like I had an idea of what I thought everyone was at least. Did you have someone in mind and tell us who that you thought you'd like connect with the most?
1: I thought that Lala or Ariana. And is, and is that true? Is that what happened? Yeah. I mean, I would definitely say I'm closer to Ariana because I just don't like see Lala as much or Mm -hmm. talk to her as much. But I, I feel like Lala and I connected pretty quickly over our parents. And Mm. I think that there are some similar similarities in our personalities. And, you know, she, she was always really kind to me from the, from the get go. Like, whereas I was maybe thinking maybe her or, Katie wouldn't be friendly, or you know, maybe Kristen. But they were all like little housewarming party. Like Katie hugged me right away; it was super sweet, like open to getting to know me. And now I'm, Katie's one of the people I'm closest with out of the OGs.
0: Oh yeah, I love Katie, and and I was gonna say like I know so like from what I gathered, most of the OGs love you. Like I feel like you've had a lot. I mean, it's not luck because it's who you are, but it. Must feel good to like be so accepted and embraced and and loved and like you know I could even understand their place if they were like a little hesitant at first but good for them and and good for you that they were like come hither and like t- took you in in a way it's nice to
1: see what's funny is I feel like it was like toward the end of the season that we really started to get to know each other and then even after filming was when I really got close with the people I'm now close with and. So it's like, it's funny to see what would happen if I do next season, if I'm brought back, if I want to, and, you know, what that would look like with now having the relationships that I do. Mm. Because at the time it was just, yeah, I was so new and they didn't really know me, but it happened more so after filming rap.
0: wrap. Oh, I see what you're saying. And the only person that kind of wasn't embracing you is Sheena, Mm -hmm. which like, I was trying to think back. I was like, okay, so she... Didn't really like the fact that you were dating Max. I didn't really like the fact that you went out with Brett, but she did apologize. Was that surprising? Like knowing she and I think people were kind of shocked because I don't think we've seen her like really apologize. And I've seen that not only did she do it on the show, but that she actually like meant it and like regrets treating you the way that she did.
1: Um, I guess, I mean, I don't know if like surprise would be the right word. It was, I mean, if, you looked at our history, maybe like I would have been more surprised that had happened that quickly about Max or whatever. But I think that her and I had come a long way and we weren't interested in backsliding. And it was, I mean, all anything with Sheena can can be really easily triggering for me because that was the only issue that I had starting out meeting everyone. And it was, it was really, really frustrating to deal with. And, like, it's funny when people say, like, shit on the show is made up. Like, that was all... Re- like, that happened. That's how it was. And having to deal with her and the hostility in the beginning was really hard for me. But I think that she definitely took steps to right her wrongs.
0: I mean, yeah. I can see why. I know. Like, I... The thing is, I tell people this all the time. Even if I can get sometimes disappointed and say, like, ugh, like, you know... uh, this event or whatever was thrown to get them all together or like, you know, the dog funeral, which I'm like, did they really, but like, I even know, and you're on the show. So, and you're telling us this, like the shit that goes down is real. And the cast, like it takes shit really personally. And even, you know, you film this, what in the summer and cast members are still feeling feelings about shit that they did on the show that they're now seeing, like the shit that goes down is real. But I think with Sheena was just like, the way she was towards you felt very, like, like, so high school. And so, 100%. like, you would watch on, like, so you go, like, ni That, like, that's, I feel like, why it felt like, like, if she was just talking shit about you, you'd be like, oh, okay. She's, like, being a hater, kind of. And you're, like, new. And you, uh, the guys like you. And she, like, likes the guys. But I think it was because the way she, like, confronted you about things and the way she was so, like, just plain out mean to you just because you're either new or that the guys were into you and not into her was just so like, Oh, did she really like talk shit behind her back? Like a normal person.
1: Right? No, it, <laughs> and it was like, I mean, she can, she can say it till the cows come home. She definitely had a chip on her shoulder about Max, which that's fine. I don't know why she tries so hard to make it seem like it had absolutely nothing to do with him because it did. And there were, I mean, there were other things too, but... Well, she bought him an Apple Watch, Dana. You have to, like, understand that, you know? Right. I mean, (laughs) it's basically an engagement ring for a guy. So I get it. But, you know, but there are other people like, you know, Charlie and Danica. And she, I think she likes to have a bunch of, like, 25-year-old groupies around her that are yes people. And I think that she saw really quickly that that wasn't my personality. And... Mm you know she always would say she's like you're just coming in hot you're coming in hot I'm like Mm. bitch what the fuck are you talking about like I am who I am like
0: she wanted you to put your tail between your legs and be like I'm new so I'm gonna you know
1: yeah and no like there, like I said earlier like yeah there was an amount of respect that I had for everyone there but I I don't change who I am to be around certain people or to make anyone else comfortable or in any situation like who I am on the show is who I am and who I am off camera who I am with my close old friends like I I don't want to be around anyone that I can't be my authentic self with because it's just never going to happen.
0: And you were respectful because I remember some situations where, you know, when she told you to, you know, I don't know, I don't remember, clean the glasses or, you know, things that she wasn't telling other people like to her face, you were like, okay, okay, Sheena. Like you weren't like, well, I'm about to start some shit. But also at the end of the day, like in situations like this that are filmed, I think, you know, Sheena lost... That battle on on both counts. A, like you came out the bigger person, like in front of her, but also in front of the world. Like, I don't think anybody was like, Sheena's right for, you know, just being a bitch to her for no reason. I think Sheena's a good person and and she probably meant her apology, but she's also probably regretting that it came out kind of like, like we said,
1: like kind of high school y. I would also agree with that. I think that Sheena's a good person. I've said that many times. I care about her and her and I have had an up and down relationship and it's, it's tough. And even seeing it back, like, cause we already, you know, we got past all that and then now seeing it back and seeing how snarky things mm. she says about me and like, I do too, but I definitely think she's more like below the belt, like tries to make, you know, little digs everywhere. And I'm just like, it's, it's hard to relive that and have to. What about you not wearing a bra? <laughs> oh my God. Well, no, just like everything in general. She, you know, she like went around with telling people that I had to leave Tom Tom because I slept with Max, but like And she also made it seem like in the beginning, it was such a random thing, but you have to understand Max and I had a flirtation for two months and we're, it was like clear that we liked each other and then it was heading into being a thing. And then we did end up sleeping together. And then I was, but I was already leaving to work at sir. Like it was just, it had already happened. There was Mm -hmm. just a serving position available. That's where they, you know, where I wanted to be. And then I moved like it had nothing. It's not like I slept with Max, so I have to leave. Like it just, and it, and also like, I'm just not down with slut shaming ever in any form. Like, it's 2020. I think we can all gather. I'm a pretty liberal gal and straightforward. And like, it's when women do that to other women, especially women who have a track record of being promiscuous, like you, like, that's just such a low below the belt thing to do. And I, I even texted her about that. I was like, that's really pisses me off that you said that, but like, you know, it was, I had to leave because of Max and like, she slept with her boss, like (laughs) stop trying to make it out something to me. It's not. And it's, you You just need to do better. It's 2020, like stop.
0: But that's the thing. It must be because I'm sure, like we said, like uh, you're new to this and it comes with the whole thing with the good stuff, with the perks, with the fun things. But, but it also comes with even just that, like the confessionals, like you think you're cool, but then you fucking watch the show And those confessionals can be brutal sometimes, like, because that's where you basically like talk shit about what just happened. So, how is that going for you? Just like watching it back and seeing, you know, different cast members say different things. Even though I feel like, like I said, like uh, my general vibe is that everyone has a really positive kind of energy with you. And maybe really, would Sheena be the only person? that you got upset with during confessionals?
1: Yeah. I would say during the season after the season, there was other things with other people, but I, it, it would be mostly Sheena, but even then, like it's still not something I, I always have a little bit of a pit in my stomach before I watch the episode mm. and I'm sure she would agree. And also I think that this was a really hard season for her in general. I mm. think that she, I think she was going through a lot in her personal life and maybe that contributed to why she acted the way she did toward me, but I just, right. I'm, I'm sure she feels the same way that it's not super fun to watch back. And like, we're ready for this to be this part of it to be over, you know?
0: So we know the max thing is real. I never doubted that for one second. I even I kind of shipped and I think I even posted a story and I was like, I ship, I don't remember the responses that I got, but I wrote that. And then there was that whole thing. I'll tell you what my thing was with it. When Danica told you that he he was seen at some restaurant uh, with this girl and you got mad right away. And then, and you kind of ended it with him. And you said at the end, like, that's all she wrote and it was like really dramatic i mean
1: it like it was dramatic as fuck but it was i was fucking furious like you have to understand like i what was like so upsetting to me about that is everyone's like well they told you yeah they did but they were also girls who were not being nice to me at the time who were salty and trying to get themselves involved they weren't telling me because they were worried about me they were trying to fuck with my shit but also Max didn't lie about all that stuff like he and I had had many conversations off camera where he admitted to all that where we talked about it where he you know when he he will be the first person to say something unflattering about himself or something that doesn't paint him in a positive light. But what honestly what we had was real and it but he is who he is and he. For him to and like he will still deny this to this day, and we've like gotten in so many fights like post filming. Also, like I, I work at Tom Tom also now. I'm I'm a bartender there, and I serve at sir. So like it's been a really interesting experience having to work with him, it and it's been very messy at times. You know, he's like she was just someone who was in my past who was like trying to come back in, but like of course they had sex that night. Of course, like oh. they what they, what they didn't show on the show was like they were seen out, and he admitted to me in my apartment did I he he said that they were like out with a group of friends and I was like did you hang out alone with her and he was like yeah and I did I said did you go did she go back to your apartment And he was like yeah and it would have been like the day before we were exclusive or whatever and I was just like are you fucking kidding me and I was like do you guys have sex and he denied it and like obviously they had sex like I'm not stupid and it was just more so about the fact that like you put me in this position where I've had to take so much shit from so many women in this group mm. and I've defended you and I've had your back and I've given you a chance knowing that you've done some really shitty things in your past and you made a complete ass of me. Like, and, and I knew that every, what everyone was going to say, like they told you so and whatever, and people were going to relish in that. But like you can't always plan how your heart feels and whatever. But then
0: what happened was that's what I'm saying. I was like, Oh, go girl. Like girl power. You told him off right away. You were like, bye, whatever. And then a day later, Something about I'm gonna say the place wrong. It was like he was seen at La Le Jolie Lee and you thought La Jolie was like a really fancy restaurant, but then you found out that it was actually like a you know, a, a shitty pizzeria, and all of a sudden you were like, Oh shit, maybe he was telling the truth. And then you kind of went and like apologized to him and I was like, Wait, what's happening? And then he was like, Well, I don't know if I can like accept your apology because I'm so hurt. And I was like, That's such a fuckboy move to like flip the switch right now and you were like do you still have feelings for me and he was like well I don't know anymore now that you've like you know offended me and, and I was like what the fuck so how did that happen that you all of a sudden so let's be
1: very clear in that conversation he absolutely said yes he was like yes of course but that oh. just obviously is not what was shown so yeah okay it was I mean and and no looking back on that I don't even recognize myself in that scene where I'm like apologizing to him and like I think it's somewhere between his truth the truth of what people are telling me and in the middle like I definitely he did do wrong by me a hundred percent but I also don't think it was exactly what everyone else had made it out to be because basically um I had also heard that that girl was at some birthday party and like a friend of a friend had mentioned me and that me and him were dating and she like left crying and was like he told me we were dating and I just moved here for him from San Diego and blah blah, blah. so like it was Whatever it was, it was definitely some fuckery. But I just think I was really quick to jump the gun, and I do, and that's how I am. And ultimately, was it the right thing that he and I weren't going to work out? Yeah, of course. But like, I don't know. I just felt like I I was quick to jump down his throat and end things with him and put his necklace in shit, and I didn't really give it a chance to like have a conversation about it. And Mm -hmm. now it probably would have ended up the same way. But I just feel like when I'm wrong, I'll always say like I feel like I was wrong. I'll follow my sword and by that time, it was for him and for reasons that have come out since then. Um, not exactly like it was, it just wasn't, it wasn't, we weren't going to end up back together at that time. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a weird thing. It was like a total emotional response. And then me circling back on it with my tail between my legs. And in hindsight, would I have done that? No, I would have just kept it at we're done, but Mm -hmm. I'm not a perfect person. I've never claimed to be. And I'm, a strong woman, but I'm still a person with feelings. Like that's how I felt at the time.
0: And you were maybe hoping like that, that, yeah, that he was maybe telling the truth. And I mean, cause you were very like when you ended it and that's why I told you, I posted that thing. I was like, girl power. It was like, literally like, this happened. Like he tried to deny it. You were like, bye, we're done. Like you were so quick. It was so like in your face, strong. Like I'm not taking any bullshit. And like, you know, we've seen most of the guys, the OG guys have fucked up on the show. You know what I mean? Like, that's what we're used to on the show. Like these guys fucking up and getting forgiven, like a lot of times. And, um, so that was like such a different thing to happen on Vanderpump where it's like, you know, you heard this thing and you're believing it and you're ending it with him. So yeah, seeing that, I mean, obviously it can be understandable. I was just wondering like where it came from, like, but but I can...
1: I just, I mean, and even the restaurant thing, like, also I laughed so hard at the, like, cartoon of Danica, like, explaining what she was explaining about, like, their, like, fucking timeline. I thought that was so funny, but (laughs) it's... But, like, it... Yeah, like, right now I wouldn't have had the same response and it's... I'm not really one for sitting around, you know, loitering, like, worrying about something I had done in the past, like it happened. I I would do it differently if I had that exact situation happen right now. I definitely learned a lot from that situation and also... Mm being on a show, this is the first time in my life where I've had to watch things back and yeah. had a pretty objective view of what happened. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Just like everyone else in the country who watched the show, who was like, yeah, girl power. And then like, you're a fucking idiot. Like I <laughs> the same thing. So like, yeah, I mean, it was a learning moment for me, you know, I can't explain it other than I really cared for Max. Like it was very real for me.
0: No, it definitely did look real. And I wanted to ask about Brett just because that to me seemed just a little bit like, not not that I would think you were doing anything, but um, actually, uh, we, ha- we have a mutual friend, uh, Diana, and she was like telling me how Brett is so your type and that you love pretty boys. But to me, it felt like it didn't work out with Max. And now it's like all of a sudden you're on a date with Brett. It seems sort of like kind of a weird shift in a storyline that came kind of... I feel like Brett has tried to make something happen. I mean, he went out with like Charlie out of nowhere. It didn't seem like they even had a vibe or any chemistry. And all of a sudden they like went out, obviously that didn't work out for either of them. Um, So I was wondering how the Brett thing like transpired. And if it was like, uh, I guess authentic, like, did you guys really have a thing?
1: And Yeah, absolutely. And it's funny. Like, I don't know why everyone thinks it's so weird. Like we're (laughs) young people who are dating. It's called dating. Like, I don't know how to say it. Like Max had already moved on. He was already fucking people in Vegas and fucking this girl and fucking that girl. And I'm popular to contrary belief. I don't just sleep around, but it's not that I wasn't wanting to date. And Brett asked me out and I didn't even think of it as a date at first. And I don't think he did either, but it just like developed. And then it was like, well, let's just see what happens. And then it kept developing, kept developing. And even after filming, like, it was very much a real thing. And I think Brett is a lovely, wonderful person. And I would not say that my type is a pretty boy. I don't think I have a type. I think mm. I'm all over the board with who I would be attracted to and what speaks to me. But yeah, it was it was real. It's just like, don't people date? I don't know why that was so fucking wild for everyone. Like, I'm single. Like, someone asked me out, I'm going to go out on a date. I'll tell you why. Not because of you. Not because
0: of you. I'll tell you why. I think this season at times feels different in the way that scenes seem a little bit more manufactured and i think because we're going into it with the notion that oh this might be set up or this might be this that that the brett and you think since there was no real like if we had seen some flirting for like, you know, uh, one episode, but it felt kind of like that ended. Okay. Let's try to make these two new people work. Um, but of course it makes sense that people are dating and hooking up and you know, we know, no, from- I
1: think Brett, I think Brett saw an opportunity. I think that he was friends with Max, but he, and he saw how Max talked about me badly. And again, Max will be like, I was, you know, he is someone I confided in about me. And he even told me that like offline when, he was really upset about things, but it was just like, yeah, but also we just, you made it very clear that it wasn't going to be a thing again. And what was I supposed to do? Sit on my ass for you while you were fucking every woman in West Hollywood and some in Vegas. Like, mm-hmm. no, it's if someone asked me out, they do. And Brett, I don't know. He just did like, and I, I, and I feel like Brett also told me in hindsight, he felt like he couldn't really get to know me at sir because he is, you know, my friend is, is dating someone like I, they're not gonna be in my life in any way and was more worried about stepping on max's toes but then when max made it clear that it didn't mean anything to him that brett was like okay great wait sheena hooked up with max bought in the watch
0: but she never hooked up with brett she just wanted to hook up oh no she did and then he said she was a bad kisser right
1: no they literally kissed one time for two seconds the first night they met like it wasn't like you would have called it a hookup i wouldn't call it a hookup like hookup is like is there any? Are we even at second base? Like it just—it was a kiss. I don't know. I like everyone kisses. So but then she called. He called her a bad kisser. That was mean. What's also not true? Sheena is a great kisser. I know that from personal experience. No, I know. A so. lot of people
0: said that. I think on the show, then there was like a thing, and and people were like, "No, Sheena." What, what I think. What I
1: think he meant, and he got a lot of heat for that. But what do you think? He's like, they just didn't have that chemistry, so it wasn't yeah. what he was into, and that's like fine if someone if someone called me a bad kisser, I would, I would be like, that's fine. You're wrong. Like, I know I'm a great kisser and maybe we just didn't have that chemistry, but Sheena was like very hurt by that. And I even, and was like, so, and she's like, you can call this person and this person, and this person, they all say I'm a great kisser. And I'm like, you know, I'm, I've made out with you several times. I know you're a great kisser. It's not a big deal. Like it just, wasn't there for the two of you, you know? Yeah.
0: But I mean, she is dating someone now. So happy for her that she doesn't need to, you know. Um, but but it was weird because you went on a date. It wasn't like that big of a deal. But then there was, again, kind of the drama about it. And Danica caring again about who you're dating. How do you feel about that? Like, I've seen some wild people are like, is Danica in love with Dana? Which like, that's not my theory. But it's kind <laughs> of like, is it just the chatter? Or like, does she actually, like, is it, I was like, does Danica not think anyone's good enough for Dana? Like, where is this coming from? Because you girls didn't even vibe at the beginning. So like, if she was obsessed with you from the beginning and like loved you and was like, I care about you. But it was like, she didn't, you weren't vibing and she was giving you all this like dating advice and telling you who you shouldn't shouldn't date it
1: it just felt weird well and that was around the time that her and I were really taking a turn and like we're starting to become real friends and she it, I mean Danica would tell you that right now like she cringed watching that back she was like mm. why was I doing that like why was I saying that like I, I don't know like she she I mean she was trying to look out for me but like Brett was not the one to be worrying about like Brett is a really good guy and he is really down to earth and he is not a fuck boy. Like I would not put him in that category in any capacity really? and yeah, he doesn't sleep around. He's not like, he's just not like that. And he, you know, he was, had some serious hangups from a last relationship that he was working through. But Danica was just like so quick to be like, well, he's, he's good friends with Max now. So he must be a bad guy. And I just, I don't think she still stands by that. Like her and Brett are really good friends. She knows what a good person he is.
0: And I saw on uh, something interesting on Instagram that she someone wrote maybe or on Twitter, like, why aren't they showing Danica's relationship with her Brett, like her ex that they seem to have like tumultuous shit and like really interesting drama and maybe compared it to like, but they're showing uh, Dana and Max or, or Brett and then. Uh, You commented something funny. You were like, "I know that's a jab at me, but like, I agree."
1: Yeah, because like the thing is, I and I wasn't like, I hope people didn't take it because they were like saying, basically saying, me and Brett Max are fake. I wasn't saying that at all. Like that Mm. shit was real. You can't fucking make it up. People can think whatever they want, but like that that all this stuff and also what's I know what's coming in future episodes. Like I'm cringing to see it. Like was a really hard time for me, and super painful and like there was a time when I didn't think it, Max and I would even ever be able to be in the same room together again and that's I mean God it's like fucking different every day when we're working at TomTom. Tom but it's definitely been in a better place and you know everything's copacetic but it, it, my point was more about when you're talking about like first season Vanderpump Rules psycho shit happening that was organic and had been going on before the cameras were there like Brett and Max or excuse me Brett Willis who is Danica's boyfriend not boyfriend who fucking knows right now Um, they both worked at Sir. I think, I think they've both been there for like two years. They've been dating for about a year and they did have some crazy shit go down between the two of them. And some of it was at the restaurant and some of it wasn't. And I was pretty surprised that none of that was shown at all. Mm.
0: Yeah, that is kind of surprising because I think the first episode is she's being not fired, like suspended because she like threw something at him during a shift or something. And we're like, wait, why isn't that shown? Right.
1: I, I, I can, I can speak to that, but yeah, they have, they have a really interesting dynamic that I think a lot of people would have liked to have followed.
0: I also, I mean, I, <laughs> I think that people would really want me to address this, um, the fat pussy. Oh no. Oh no, Dana. Did you get a lot of, uh, jams about it or like, were people like,
1: cause some... <laughs> First of all, is it a thing or is it your thing? No, it is absolutely a thing, but I had the definition wrong. Like I will I'll <laughs> follow fall my sword for that. Uh, let me say right now, I absolutely meant it as a compliment. I absolutely meant Lisa has a fantastic body. Oh my God. I am oh, you said it about Lisa. Lisa. I forgot it was about I said Lisa. it about Lisa. <laughs> I am fucking 29. They clearly shouldn't be trying to say what the kids say. I took it out of context. <laughs> I literally read Kylie Jenner said that about Stassi, like her best friend. And I literally read it out of, I used context clues from third grade. It was like, oh, that means nice body. And I like, somehow that got in my vernacular.
0: And like Wait, that,
1: like that was- When that did was Kylie say that about Stassi baby? It was the on story? Instagram. It, it was over the summer. No, she like clapped back at a troll, like saying something about, you know, fat pussy, her, leave her fat pussy out of this or something. And oh, that's, oh, that's- Oh, 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 oh. Oh that's what I took it. That's what I took it to mean. And also like pH fat, that was definitely a thing in the 90s were like uh right. fat, Like no, we cool. know that pH in the
0: 90s was definitely like not fat as in uh, weight, it was fat as in
1: like like a good thing, like cool or hope right. or whatever. But so mind you, what they didn't show <laughs> is before that we sat down, we had been drinking like for a long time. I was fucking blacked out in that scene. Like people who were, I'm a pretty composed drunk, and if you can tell at all, it means I'm like past the point of no return. And when I'm sitting there shoveling nachos in my mouth and then just say that I literally cringe, like you could not even fucking imagine. Like I thought, I thought I was going to get a lot more flack than I did. Like people definitely had their opinions about it. I got some DMs, but it was the whole scene was really cringy and weird. So I feel like there was just a lot going on, but it was, I was really embarrassed for, for Lisa that I had said anything that like, I know what my intentions were. I meant it in a positive way, but I didn't, it's not appropriate to talk about your boss's body, even if you're saying like they have a dope body. Right. And it was it was just such a fucking stupid thing I said.
0: Like I I woke No, up it's not day. that stupid. It was just when you were trying to explain it, it was like about her body. And then it's like like I I could, I mean, again, you're saying, and you're right from the nineties, fat was a good thing. And uh, (laughs) it
1: was just in in my, in my interview, they basically were like, what does that mean to you to explain? Like what, what were you, what, you know, what was your mindset at the time? And it, and it, what, that's what I thought it meant. Like it was fucking stupid. I'm wrong. No fat pussy is definitely referring to like a good vagina, but (laughs) I, I didn't know that at the time I didn't like, again, just in terms of this is my first experience with reality TV. Like that wasn't a good look. I was more, that was the thing actually, like literally over the last few months, I knew they were going to use it. Like from the second I woke up the next morning and I just had that, like, you know, when you oh drink too God. much and you just have that like overwhelming anxiety, you know, you fucked up. Like literally I've been losing sleep over that and I'm glad it's fucking out there and over with now at this point, but it yeah. was such a stupid thing to say. I totally get why people were turned off by it. I, it was a learning lesson for me. Like I will never say anything like that again. Like I, I just can't. Do you think it's a big deal because you said it about Lisa or it's a big deal that you said it? A combination of the two. Obviously, I'm horrified that it's about Lisa, <laughs> so but it was Lisa. also like, why Why are you saying that? And then my definition, I did look, I sounded stupid, like, because it's <laughs> like, that's not what it means, but that's what I thought it meant at the time. So it was just like such a fucking gaffe and like, God, I'm so dumb. That's like, so funny. It was, it was mortifying. I mean,
0: Lisa is kind of, I feel like more in this season and uh, like doing uh, silly things and pranks. And well,
1: Lisa's also a sassafras and she has a great sense of humor. And I'm fortunate for that because she was just like, well, what up, darling, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm sure I'm going to continue to get shit about it for time to come. But she, she took it as like, I know you meant it as a compliment. So like she came up to me at TomTom. Tom, probably like three months ago and we were really busy and she like waved me down. And I was like, that's weird. Cause like, if we're really busy, she'll, you know, won't like stop and talk. Right. And they came to me and she was like, darling, that pussy, are you kidding me? And I was, <laughs> and so she had just seen it and I was like, Lisa, oh God, I'm sorry. Like that's not what it meant. Blah, blah, oh, blah. And my God. She was like, Oh my God. And her
0: coming to your birthday party. I mean, that's a big deal. I was kind of shook. Oh, I was too. And I
1: was also teetering on the edge of being fucked up and like trying to be normal around her. But <laughs> I was like, I was shocked i couldn't believe it i was like what is she this bar is so trashy like this is not a place for lisa Vanderbomb. like she doesn't oh my belong here Oh god what did you think about
0: max because like you were saying before max hooked up with girls in in la and then he said and vegas and vegas and now i'm remembering that they showed that he uh, slept with baby sheena in vegas it uh, was well, what
1: just frustrated me is like I wasn't sleeping around. Brett and I weren't sleeping together at that time. Like it was literally, we had like kissed a few times and he was so mad about it and it like developed in him, but he's like sleeping with people and it's on the show and he's being open about it. And I was just like, that's cool. Like you can do whatever you want, but it's just, how can you be mad at me for kissing someone? I just don't understand what the issue is.
0: And that's another thing that, that I want to clarify to people that, I one hundred percent believe the max boned baby Sheena. Like when I, insin- no, he did. Yeah, no, because I, I thought it was like funny and weird, and and that part to me seems the manufactured part is at least Vanderpump fucking FaceTimes Max in the morning uh, and sees the finger, whatever. That part is like okay, but like to people who don't get sometimes what I'm saying. I believe Max Bone, that girl, and Dana saying yes, and I heard from another cast member that it's absolutely yes. The the parts that I think uh, throw us off maybe this season, even though I think Lisa used to do that with the OGs as well, like all of a sudden FaceTime and call and whatever. But I think we need to have a little bit more like to see Lisa and Max's relationship because having her like FaceTime him in the morning and then see the girl just doesn't seem as natural yet because he's a new cast member. Do you get what I'm saying? It just seems like would Lisa really like FaceTime acts in the morning.
1: See, to me, like I felt like, yes, like I felt like that wouldn't surprise me, especially, like, obviously I'm sure someone told her, like, I feel like he has someone in his room or something's going, or they, or one of the other cast members told her like, hey, they went home together last night or, you know, whatever. But I, they also do FaceTime and like talk. And he is a manager of one of her, businesses. So to me, it's not that crazy, but I get what you're saying.
0: Yeah. So to me, it also seemed like, like baby Sheena is really like in this episode. Like, I don't know if there's a Vanderpump gardens coming up or like a a crossover under, I don't know, but there was a lot, a lot of, of Vegas in that episode were you upset that you couldn't be there
1: um I mean I would always have liked to have gone to Vegas but I also got it like I wasn't like super close with Katie mm. at that time like we mm. just didn't know each other so no I wasn't upset in the way that I'm sure Kristen was upset and like the uh. way that she was feeling about it but no definitely not
0: what do you think about that drama the Katie Stassi Kristen drama
1: I mean, I think they have a lot of history together that I was never a part of and mm-hmm. wasn't there for, so it's hard for me to really speak to it other than I I just see both sides and I just feel like it sucks when a friendship's not working out for whatever reason, for whoever's at fault, and it's just hard to see.
0: Yeah, I agree. I go back and forth and sometimes I say like, okay, I completely understand why Katie and Stassi feel the need to move forward from her, but then... I also do believe that Kristen is also a good person, has a good heart, and has been a good friend. And when she cries and says those dramatic lines of like, I would die for you. I'm like, oh my God, that's so sad that they don't care about that. But but, but I think it's important. And I think I had a really in-depth conversation about it as if it was like a really important part of the world right now, like friendships and sometimes, and your friend's For a long time. And then you're not anymore. Like it's happened to me personally. Oh, I think I know. I think that (laughs) that when Kristen, you know, does her confessionals and she's like, you know, I would die for Katie and take a bullet. And these are my sisters and my sisters. And I had this story where I was recapping the show and I was like, but you're not anymore but you're not anymore. Like, I just kept saying it like a crazy person and people thought it was funny, but I really couldn't stop saying it because I wanted to like be in front of her and say, but you're not anymore. You know what I mean? Like, that's how I kind of feel about it. Like, I'm not about who is right and who is wrong, but it's obviously not there what used to be. And like, you have to accept and kind of move on.
1: Well, and I feel like, and I feel like I actually even told you this. Like, I'm, I'm really protective of my energy and my space. And like, who's around me who I have in my life what I give time to and it's really been the key for me over the past years of finding happiness and wholeness and cutting down a lot of anxiety in my life and that includes cutting out some friends that I had long term that weren't good for me anymore and that vice versa and like Mm. my dad's not my life my dad's not my life because I'm choosing not to have in my life and it's not something that's not painful for me and he's my dad and I love him because he's my dad And it's always going to be something that sucks but like it just at some point when something is toxic it doesn't matter someone's role who they were to you like if it's not good for you anymore it's not good for you anymore and and especially like with my dad like I had there was just so many times of trying to make it work and just ending up in the same result and finally being like okay I I really need to step away from this for my own mental health and Mm -hmm. I feel like that happens with people in your life and it's it's not necessarily a bad thing to give space for what you had and recognize it and just take a step away, you know?
0: Yeah, and that's... I did want to, since, you know, we're two real-ass bitches, I do... uh, I said I would address it, and that didn't come up. Um, I... Oh, let's get into it, girl. (laughs) Fucking get into it. (laughs) We're really busy today because of the quarantine, but we'll take a few more minutes to address it. Um, I asked Dana to be on the show. And, um, I really appreciated and, uh, want to share that her response was that she was surprised that I'm asking her on the show. Cause she thought that I didn't have positive feelings towards her because of stories that I've posted. And I really tried to go and like, look back and remember, and even ask people that I know that, that follow me and would remember like, Oh my God, what did I say? Because I know, and I'll even tell you, I got shit from other Vanderpump podcasts, uh, I'm not a Vanderpump podcast, but 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 from like Bravo, like holic podcasts, where like they think that I'm like too like not critical enough, and like that I'm kind of like, uh how do they say, blowing gas up there at what's the saying, blowing smoke? Yeah. um So it's it's weird that people have like different because I you know even when James Kennedy was on and he was getting such backlash, I never like. Dislike James Kennedy. you know what I mean? Like even Jacks, I was like he's an asshole, but like he's Jacks. So I really don't have negative feelings towards. I don't think anyone on the show, and that's why I immediately also told you that I apologize if anything came out bitchy. I can be bitchy, and could be that at the beginning I was like, ugh, like new people, new vibes. Stop trying to make like this person happen um, about you, and I'm sorry. And I realized from the beginning, even that's what I said. Like my things were so mixed. Like I was like, Oh, she's awesome. And there was this episode where you guys were like outside and I was like, she's so pretty. And, but I totally get you. And I told you this before we started recording because I am like that too. Like, if you say one thing about me, I'm like, bye. But I'm really glad that we could, (laughs)
1: that we could resolve. No, I am too. But, but, and also like, I'm not a crazy person. I also am well aware my personality is not for everyone. And I'm putting myself out there to be criticized and I don't expect everyone to like me, but it's just a thing that like, this isn't the first time this has happened, by the way, I've had a couple other podcasts that I have not even responded to. And the reason I think I responded to you is because we have DNA in common and she was saying, she was like, okay, but if she said that, it wasn't how she meant it. And like, you would like her. So like you guys should talk and blah, blah, blah. But I've had a couple where they said some really nasty things about me, like on the podcast, like I heard a couple of minutes cause someone told me to listen to it and I was mm. like, fuck you. That's fine. Have your opinion, but I don't have to like it. And then they would reach out to me like, Hey, we're big fans. Will you come on the show? And I literally ignored it. I was like, yeah, go fuck yourself. Not going to happen. So like, it's, it's, everyone is entitled to their opinion, but it's just more so like, it was only like a week ago that I saw one thing and you didn't even say anything that crazy, but it definitely made it seem like you weren't digging me and thought I was being forced on the show and forced down people's throats. So then I was, I was just really surprised when you reach out to me. I like my mouth dropped. I was like, Oh, that's weird. And then didn't really want to just be like, okay, yeah, let's talk. Like that's yeah. not who I am. So no, I was just I, like, okay, hey, this just seems weird to me. So I wanted to see what's up before I do it. And I appreciate that.
0: I think that speaks a lot to who you are. I mean, like we talked about this before, like you being new to this has so many things. Like it has, you know, people talking about you and having it probably suck when it's negative things and having to tough it out. What do you feel about like the response that you're getting? Is it, it feels to me like it is mostly positive. What does it feel like to you?
1: Oh, I mean, I think it's, I think it's overwhelmingly positive. I feel pretty fortunate. And for the most part, I think people have been really kind to me and really receptive and see me as who I really am. Um, but then there's, even if you were, you know, the best person on the planet, like I always say, you can be the ripest, juiciest peach on the tree, but there's still going to be someone who hates peaches so Mm. people you know and there are people out there who are just unkind to be unkind and want to make other people feel as shitty as they feel and that's again I try not to give that much energy I just like block people and just like you know whatever and say whatever you want about me but it's you know like what it really gets to me it's like people have made really really disrespectful gross comments about my mom and things like that and like that I cannot fucking take like I can't tolerate that so that shit gets to me but it's like for the most part people are just gonna Have their opinions, and I let them have their opinions. Like I, and that's also why, like, I don't know if reality TV is the right space for me because I'm not like an irrational person that will just have a hairpin trigger. Like, it's if someone doesn't like me or thinks I'm shitty, then that's fine. That's like how you feel. I don't really give a shit about that. I know who I am. The people I love know who I am. It's just not really. So that's why you're perfect for it, Dana.
0: (laughs) That's actually why, like, you'd be perfect for reality TV if you can you know, keep on being who you are and not give a shit if people like it or not, then you're good to go.
1: I mean, I'm, I'm in it at this point. So I, I hope
0: so will remain to be seen. But yeah, it's definitely been an experience thank you guys for listening. Happy quarantine to everyone. Let's stick the shit out and make sure that we're doing our part and keeping ourselves, our loved one and everyone uh, healthy. Hashtag blessed hashtag. I love you. Please rate and review the podcast. If you don't, I will know and I will be really angry with you. Thanks to the podglomerate for editing and producing my show. Love you guys. See you next Tuesday. The Podglomerate. A Sonic Universe.